2: Well, everyone, I thank you so much for tuning into the Claudio Relsano Show brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, Adam Zalouf. Today's guest to me is the voice of Pittsburgh. He's a longtime host with Kevin Battle on the KDKA Morning Show. He does a lot of voiceovers. He's a PA announcer for the Steelers. He hosts radio programs for the University of Pittsburgh. He's the owner of Richard Voice Productions as well as some other businesses, he, and he's a great guy. He's always had time for me, and I always appreciate him, and he has a fantastic documentary that's out that he's worked on very hard for a while, and that is the documentary on the legendary Bruno Sammartino. So please welcome Mr. Larry Richard. Larry, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. Hello, Claudio. It's so nice to talk to you. <laughs> now that's not the voice of Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> welcome to Heinz Field.
2: <laughs> I go to the casino. I hear you. I go to the pit football games. I hear you and I see you. So you're all over the place, but uh, yeah, I, I've been, uh,
0: you know, if you stick around long enough, but I've certainly been around the city, and it's interesting. I had a friend who I went to high school and then college with who does the same thing I do, but he ended up moving around in radio and the business and lived in 15 different cities, and I made a conscious decision to stay at home. I did work in Florida for a brief period of time after college, but they paid in sunshine then, so I wanted to... <laughs> make any money or move even up the uh, ladder to a bigger market, I figured I had to leave to come back. And that's exactly what I did.
2: Well, you know what, real quick years ago, well, over the years, since 2002, I've had several opportunities to coach really all over the world here in the States, Puerto Rico, Italy, Venezuela, Colombia, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember a line Jim Valvano had, and that was don't mess with happy. And you're happy here in Pittsburgh. You know, it, it was a great choice for you. Your family's here. And, um, you know, you may make more elsewhere. But at the end of the day, I, th- I think both of us made the right decision to stay in here in Pittsburgh for sure. But um, you have a great project that, uh, that you've really worked hard on, I know, for a long time. And uh, it's the Bruno San Martino documentary. Please uh, go on and, and, and share that uh, story with us.
0: Well, it really started 33 years ago, if you can believe that, when mm-hmm. I had a television show on KDK TV, the CBS affiliate in Pittsburgh. And I had three brothers and a sister. But when we were growing up, you know, probably the first celebrity I was conscious of was Bruno San Martino on TV wrestling, Channel 11 in Pittsburgh, had him on every Saturday night. And I remember being out in the backyard, my mom would say, Okay, guys, it's almost on, and we'd come running in to see Bruno and jumping Johnny DeFazio and all the <laughs> wrestlers of the day. And uh, you know, we get our chips and B and L French onion dip and a seven-ounce bottle of Coke, and we were in heaven. That's right. So when the producer said to me, I booked Bruno San Martino for the TV show, he had just completed his broadcasting career with the WWE and I sat there live on television when he started to tell the story about his village pizza Farad, a small pinprick of a town on the top of the Apennine mountains in Abruzzo about three and a half hours east northeast of Rome and the Nazis came one night when they turned on their former ally and you know and killed a third of the men, women, and children in the town. His mother took him, his brother and sister, and a full day's walk deeper into the mountains, already in the middle of nowhere, with some other villagers. And this story's going on, and I'm like, sitting there, and again, this is live on TV. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, nobody knows this story. And then he proceeds to say that they were discovered by two Germans on patrol, lined up to be executed with a machine gun, and his mother telling him, you know, at that point, they had spent almost 14 months, and through the cycle of severe winters in the mountains, starvation and death, and his mother said, don't worry, you'll never be hungry again, we'll never be cold, we'll be together with Jesus in paradise, and then Some of the resistance fighters from the village had followed those Germans to protect their people and killed them at the last possible minute, and Bruno and his family were saved. And I'm thinking, again, why doesn't anybody know this story about Bruno? They just might think of him as this lovable old retired wrestler, but he was so much more than that. And it's really a representation of, to an extreme degree, the immigration struggles that so many people have had coming from wherever they came from to, you know, hurdle obstacles just to be in this country. And he never forgot that. So the bottom line is this, Claudio, it's how does a, you know, 13 year old, 75 pound malnuturished Italian immigrant come to South Oakland and Pittsburgh, get bullied because he doesn't know the language and he's skinny How does he literally become the strongest man in the world? And the story is really his love of his mother because he never forgot the sacrifices she made and risked her life and and was shot to get food for them over the course of that time that they were in isolation. And everything he did, he told me, I did to make my mother proud and to make her feel like her sacrifice was worth it. So I was so stunned by this story and I thought, I can't believe nobody knows this. So a year later at a dinner, I'm the MC Bruno's getting an award. He gets the award. He gets up, says, thanks. Was very gracious. And then I got back up and I said, wait a minute. Nobody here knows the real story about Bruno and why he's even more of a champion and hero. And I told the story. And there was a gentleman in the audience who was extremely touched by it. And he wanted to meet Bruno the next thing you know. Years go by. And he, like I, felt that this story should be told. And then we went through this incredible journey and series of events. We took Bruno back to Italy twice, 2010, 2017. They put up a statue of him in the village. He was literally maybe outside of maybe Moses showing up was the <laughs> biggest possible star that could ever arrive in pizza, but And I was there and we captured all of this in the process, in a documentary called Bruno San Martino. I interviewed Arnold Schwarzenegger because Arnold unbeknownst to me was a fan because Bruno was a judge in the early days of Arnold's weightlifting journey. In fact, Arnold would say, who's this guy, this Judge Bruno Zamadino, He's bigger than most of the contestants. And they go, you don't know who Bruno is? Oh, you've got to come to Madison Square Garden, where he sold out as a headliner 189 times. And so I have Bruno being talked about by Arnold, who arguably at one point was the most famous face in the world. And he's saying, Bruno Sammartino, when I saw him come out in Madison Square Garden, the people were packed to the rafters. He picked up a guy or 500 pounds over his head. I thought, how is this possible? This is the star of all stars. So that was kind of the money shot of Arnold talking about him. And then it just goes on from there. Bruno Mars was named after Bruno Sammartino because his dad was a big fan. And I, I took Bruno to introduce Bruno to Bruno. In Pittsburgh at PPG Paints Arena. And that was a magic moment. And everywhere we went, Italy, New York City, traveled out west, uh, Columbus at the Arnold Classic. Uh, he was a star among stars. John Cena, The Rock, all these people paid homage to him. And he eventually brokered the peace with Vince McMahon. And they inducted it to the WWE Hall of Fame in, in the Garden. And Arnold flew all the way from a movie set in California just to be there to do his induction speech. So flash ahead. We were just about ready to release this documentary. And Bruno did not want it to be what he called Hollywoodized. He was very much a stickler for the truth and the facts. So he wanted this to be really a biography but it was still an homage to his mother as much as anything. So it's a wrestling story to some degree, but it's really the bigger story of how does this man overcome all these obstacles and be a WWF, then WWE's first real superstar and international champion. and And then we were ready to release it May. 2020 and we all know what happened in march 2020 so here we are all this uh time after that ready to release uh the scheduled release is may 17th signed a distribution deal with this company called gravitas ventures and hopefully there'll be there'll be no other issues
2: yeah now, you said it's going to be released May 17th. Uh, movie theaters all over the country. Uh, when is it going to be here in No Pittsburgh? movie theaters. I mean, they. you um, know, the world has changed since COVID, too,
0: and that whole sure. world of movies and streaming and platforms. So um, people aren't going to theaters as much as they used to. And this is a featured documentary. So it's St. Bruno San Martino, the authorized biography of wrestling's greatest champion. And, um, you know, Documentaries are very popular, so it'll be a series of streaming services that will be accessible for the first time ever,
2: finally. <laughs> well, I know there were some different uh, writers who, if you remember, they kind of added some things. Like you said, Hollywoodized, and, uh, and like Bruno used to say, he did not like that at all. Were, and really, there was nothing to embellish because it was a hell of a life he had. It wasn't easy. And of course, what he ended up accomplishing but, you know, Larry, the thing oh, – let me ask you this. Whenever you were with him in Italy, whenever you spent any time with him, did you ever kind of step away or step out of yourself and you said, what am I doing here with Bruno Sammartino?
0: Oh, my God. Well, as you know, Claudio, it's, it was a really interesting opportunity for me to meet him in the first place because when I went home after my producer so many years ago said, hey, we booked Bruno – My father-in-law, the late Dan Marino Sr., grew up with him in South Oakland, and they went to Shenley High School in Pittsburgh with each other, and they were friends. So he brought me some pictures, some school pictures that I used on the TV show. And then the minute I said, I'm married to Dan Marino Sr.'s daughter, Cindy, Bruno was like, oh, you know, so they only lived around the block from each other. You know, right. and here's the, the extra kicker is the Marinos are from the same little town in Italy, Pizza Parade, if you can believe that. So all of those factors, then Bruno and I kind of struck a friendship, you know, obviously much older than me, but uh, I I, I would pinch myself when I would be in these situations and I became, you know, almost like his, travel companion when we would go and do all these events. And, uh, you know, we built a bond and a trust and with his son, Daryl, uh, yeah. was very much a part of what we're doing. It, it was an incredible opportunity for me. And I felt very blessed to get to know him.
2: You know, one, the first time I ever met him was at a book signing and I believe October of 90 when his, when his book came out and it was at the old parkway center mall. Uh, so anyway, I was just, you know, in awe of the guy. I, I, Larry, I remember the first place I actually saw him on TV. It was 1971, it in a place in Swickley here. We were visiting some friends on Bank Street in Swickley, and I didn't watch – I would never seen professional wrestling before. I saw the Batman, Tony Marino, and then the next guy was this big guy speaking Italian. I said, who is this guy? And it was Bruno, but every time I go by this house, I think of Bruno. So fast forward – Years and years later, I met Bruno, uh, Joe LaQuatra. If you remember him, he introduced me to Bruno at the Italian Hall of Fame banquet, which, of course, you were the MC. And I was just, you know, uh, tongue-tied meeting him. Right. Well, met him a few times after. Then, when I got the Italian Coach of the Year in 2016, which I was very honored that you were the guy introducing me uh, to the MC that night. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Bruno called me. And he, and like when I answered the phone, I, I saw his, you know, the caller ID thing, his name, I, I said, what the hell? And I said, yes. And he said, Claudio, is Bruno. So I, and you know, as he was talking, he kept saying, are you still there? Are you still there? Because I didn't know what the hell to say to him, Larry, because this guy was like mythical. He was like, he wasn't even real, you know? And we spoke a few times. I used to send him some shirts and this, that, and the other thing. And the last time I spoke to him, was uh, december uh you know a few months before he passed but just always always kind to everyone and you and i have both seen in quotes name people and you know or even not name people uh and they kind of act a little funny this guy as they say the living legend he appeared on more magazine covers than anybody in sports history I- i'm pretty sure about that and he was always great to everyone and, um, and I know he cared for you and appreciated you know, all the work that you, you've done for this, and uh, I'm excited for it to come out, and, and I know a lot of people are. Uh, like you said, it's not just about a wrestler. Eh, the wrestling part is just, you know, whatever. It's the life this man led prior to being, uh, you know, who he was, and uh, now, are you going to be talking about his wrestling career much in the documentary?
0: Well, it's certainly a big thread of the story, there's no question, but I think it's important that people understand. First of all, he did this clean, you know, he didn't use any drugs or enhancements of any sort. So uh, he was a stickler for that. And then he really looked out for the other wrestlers too, along the way. And I think when people understand the, the real life challenges that he and his family overcame, Uh, then you'll have a much deeper appreciation of the man who was so much bigger even than the Hulk physically that he was, uh, you know, through most of his life. I mean, he worked out almost to the end of his life. Uh, It was incredible.
2: Yeah. Well, he was an incredible man for sure. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Bruno and the documentary after our commercial break. Larry, this is where I pitch everything that I do. But anyway, uh, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. These are our sponsors. Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Laurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Uh, the quaker valley rotary club don't forget about my book lead from the heart up not the neck up how to create a positive winning culture on the field and in the office you can get it on my website robinson township barnes and noble and amazon.com don't forget about our tv boxing show the boxing authorities on pctv 21 comcast pctv 47 verizon and Live.v-I-V-E-T-V network. We are associated with the World Boxing Council. And my new podcast, Monday Night Impact, Mondays at 5 to 5.30 Eastern Time with uh, Mark Mancini. You can check that show out on my website, claudiorelsano.com. We were right back with Larry Richards.
3: It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Du Bois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for
2: Would you like to join a community service oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at four one two seven two zero zero two nine eight. Okay, Larry. Um, now back to Bruno again. When how many times he told this story? Uh, especially about his mom and the thing that always got me because I was I I was extremely extremely close to my parents and at the end of every show that I do I always thank my mom and dad for you know what they did for me in my life but he always got choked up and you know as many times as he told it he always got choked up Uh, tell us a little bit more about the relationship uh, about Bruno and his mom
0: well you're right any anytime he mentioned his mother, he would
2: start, you could tell,
0: and um, he would tell you he was capable of enduring an incredible amount of physical pain. That's obvious. When you think of, And one of the analogies that he gave us was, you know, a football player, they play in one game a week and they experience these body blows and He said, you know, in the wrestling mat, you get thrown down, you get knocked around. It's physical, really physical, you know, regardless of the storylines. And they would do that every single day, almost every day of the year. It was incredible, the schedule they kept. And so your body gets beat up like that. You have to be capable of taking some pain, especially if you're not taking anything for it. And then... He would tell me that, uh, but when it comes to my mother, he said, "I'm, um, <laughs> you know, I just, I fall to pieces." He would say because I think of her and the sacrifices she made. But the beautiful thing of that story is, so if you wondered where did Bruno get his heart, that's where he got his heart. But fortunately, she lived to be 94 years old, and she saw his biggest fame and. Right. One of the things that he gave them, his mother and father, a 50th wedding anniversary party. I think it was at the Lamont because he wanted them to have the best of the best, you know, and this is when Bruno was on the cover of Sports Illustrated with, I think Willie Mays, Mickey Mickey Mantle. They were the first to to earn $100,000 a year. And I think Bruno said, yeah, but I had to pay all my own expenses out of that. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. (laughs) So, So uh, the the story really resonates. And then we found the family, uh, his late sister, Mary, who just passed recently. Her husband had taken, you know, the old Super 8 film and some of it's in color. So when Bruno was in town, which wasn't very often, they would gather by the family pool. And there you'll see in the documentary, there's some scenes where his mother just looks so I mean, the joy in her face with him sitting there and, you know, them mugging for the camera, Bruno, and her grabbing him around the neck. And you just, you know, you can see it, the bond that they have and the joy that he did bring her and his father. Although his father was a little old school. He didn't know about it. It's well, lifting weights. We have donkeys <laughs> to do that back in the old country. You know, I, I don't think he fully appreciated it. Um But obviously, as he said, everything he did was an homage to his mom.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? He was such a special guy. And uh, again, I remember I told you where I saw him on TV first. I remember when I first saw him in person wrestling was in February of '80 at the Civic Arena. Whenever he had the big feud with Larry Zabisco. again, it's like the guy was mythical. There he is, you know. And to be able to to know him. Later on, and and again, call him a friend—not as close as you were, of course—but what a special person he was. And I still have—I'm looking here at my home office. I got several pictures of Bruno. I have uh, a replica of his of his uh, belt, and um, you know, he always meant so much to me. And uh, miss him. And uh, he was again kind to me, and had such impact in my life. But what do you want people when they leave? Watching this, this documentary, what do you want them to keep with them?
0: The fact that the wrestling was not the number one thing in his life, although it was for his fans. And don't forget, when the Italians were discriminated against greatly, and it wasn't all that long ago, you know, just a few generations ago, a couple, really, and you know that. Yeah, uh, He was out there ahead, you know, making people proud that they could be Italian-Americans or any immigrants. And, you know, he was a simple man, but his mission was really to uplift people. And he was truly taken back by the fans that showed up. In fact, in his induction speech in Madison Square Garden, that's one of the things he said was, I owe it all to you, the fans who came out to support me. You didn't have to, but you did. And they made him the biggest ticket on the planet. And I want people to walk out of there going, I had no idea really the depth of what this man lived through and what he overcame.
2: And I think not only the fans my age, I'm 57. I'm talking about even a 25-year-old should watch this because it is an inspiration. It's not just for the people who watch them wrestle. Do do you agree with that?
0: Yeah. Um, You don't have to know him to appreciate the story. You didn't even have to be a fan. That's something I kept in mind because obviously there's an older crowd and I wanted younger people to see it and go, man, the sacrifices that that generation made and in his case those were extreme but i think you know with arnold schwarzenegger telling you again this is the star of all stars and guys like john cena saying oh bruno was my dad and my grandfather's favorite performer you know that kind of cements okay this guy's special why and where does that come from
2: Well, again, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And for the Eric Jackson-Lurie final word, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel, call Eric at 412-963-9308. Larry, once again, give the information of when it's going to come out and how people can view it,
0: please. Well, I talked to Bruno's son, Daryl, and I said, we have this opportunity with Gravitas Ventures to distribute the film and and we talked it over and he said, Well when? I said, They told me May seventeenth. And he said, Did you pick that date or did they? Right. <laughs> and I said, No, they did. He said, Because that's the exact day that his father beat Buddy Rogers in that's Madison right. Square Garden and won his first belt, his championship right. that day.
2: So, you know, it was kinda of meant to be, right? That's right. Well, Larry, I meant what I said at the outset of the show. You are, uh, not to embarrass you, but you are a a great guy. You really are. You've always had time for me, always appreciated you, have a ton of respect for you, admire you, all the things that you do. We'll have you on the show another time, hopefully, uh, to talk about your career. And uh, I know for a fact that nobody could have – done this project better than you because you did it like my mom always used to say never speak from the neck up speak from the heart up and you you did this from the heart up and i know for a fact that bruno <laughs> is is smiling and very happy and nobody could have done a better job with this than you and uh, as always you you're you're the best and i appreciate you more than you'll ever know well coach i
0: appreciate that coming from you that means a lot and uh yeah, it has been a long journey. But the one thing that I always try to keep in mind, well, what would Bruno say? You don't yeah. quit. I will not be denied. So you just <laughs> keep grinding, you know?
2: That's right. That's right. And, and real quick, I still watch his interviews you know, on, on YouTube. I, I never uh, – he, he's not forgotten. And a lot of people don't forget him. And like I said, I'll never forget him, and I know you won't either. But thank you so much for doing all this work on this documentary. It's a story that needs to be told. And uh, again, Larry, uh, I, I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you.
0: Well, you're very gracious to have me on your show and uh, keep up the great work. You've trained a lot of young talent in ways much more important than just sports. So thank you.
2: All right, but I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Larry.
0: Grazie, grazie. Bra- All right. <laughs> Here, Here, I got right. one more thing for you. Yes, before sir. You no, go. you're on as long as you want. No, I just I'll tell you a good story because we were at the Dapper Dan and Bruno was receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award and I was there and uh, I learned this little phrase in Italian and I decided well I'm going to say it like I'm talking to Bruno in Italian and there's a thousand people there you've been at those I was there years, right I was there that day yeah hey, that's right yeah. And, <laughs> and I did this whole thing like. Buonasera. Ben venuti nello associato un'italia americano desport. sport. i penny tornati that Italia Dividito, che stato bellissimo e grande. Te l'ho And he, and somebody said, Bruno, what are you saying? Oh, I don't know. And I said, I just said I saved a bunch of money on my car insurance in the county. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> right. You know the funny thing about that. Obviously, he was from uh, Abruzzi. And uh, my family's from Calabria, so we have a totally different way, different dialect. And I know when I saw him uh, one time, we were at, uh, with Joe LaQuadra, a bunch of other guys at uh, Rico's in North Hills. And we were just talking about some different things, and he started laughing. I said, why are you laughing? He says, your dialect is so much different from ours. I said, no, Bruno, your dialect is different from ours. And he thought that was hilarious, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't believe I said that to him, but he, I said, please laugh, Bruno, please laugh. But uh, no, he, he was the best. And, and like I said, he had he, a
0: wonderful sense of humor. He really did. He, did. he, he, did. he was a joy to be with. And uh, I consider knowing and being with him one of the great blessings of my
2: life. Yeah, no question. Now he, he, I'm with you a thousand percent. I, again um, to have him call me, to have him know who the hell I was, Meant the world to me. And uh, again, seeing him in 1971, 72, I'm not sure which one exactly, but I remember the exact spot. As I said, I go by this street Bank Street and Swickley, Larry, and I look at that window. Sometimes I'll even walk by it, and I remember where the TV was, uh, the whole nine yards, and it's just uh, crazy. But that's the kind of impression he left on me. But That's the kind of impression he left on a lot of people. And I think the people who maybe – or a little bit younger, once they see this, uh, that's the good thing. It's going to, the story's going to resonate, and and, uh, he's going to live forever. I I really believe that.
1: Well, that said, I better
2: get in the weight room. (laughs) No, you're all right. You're all right.
1: I got a lot lot of work to do.
2: All right. (laughs) Well, Larry, again, I know I don't want to keep you, but thank you so much for everything, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon.
0: All right. Appreciate your interest and uh, take care. Stay
2: safe. God bless. Yes, yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you. Okay, everyone. Make sure that you check that documentary out. Um, again, it'll, it'll be if Larry did it, it'll be great. And with Bruno as a subject, uh, it'll definitely have impact on you. So, as always, I want to thank our our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson lurie the Quaker Valley Rotary Club, and my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, my publisher, John Melvin Publishing.com, Amazon.com, and the Barnes Noble and Robinson Township. Our show, The Boxing Authority, Authorities with Smoking Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree on PCTV 21 uh Comcast, PCTV 47 Verizon and of course we were picked up by live.vivtv network, Vive Television Network. Uh, you can check us out there. And Monday Night Impact, my new podcast, which the topics are business, leadership, motivation and life. Mondays at 5 to 5:30 5 Eastern Time, you can listen to the show on my website dot and my new platform claudio Relsano TV on YouTube. All right, there's an old saying, he who has a thing to sell and goes and whispers in a well is not apt to get the dollars as he who climbs a tree and hollers. So I promote the hell out of things. But anyway, as always, thank you, Rick Mitchell. Thank you, Adam Aloof. And thank you, Mom and Pop. This week is 18 years that my dad passed. And uh, I always say, <clears throat> uh, if you ever see a turtle on top of a fence post, you know he didn't get there alone. And uh, wherever it is that I'm at in my life, if it wasn't for my parents, wouldn't be here so again thank you mom and pop thank you to the listeners of the show talk to you soon
0: thank you for listening to the claudio rosano show brought to you by roscoe hearing and allergy care center be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
3: outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Oh,
2: Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298.